Hey again, it's me, Sarah. I'm by myself. Um, even though last episode with Shannon went really, really well. So as always, if you want to be on the podcast, even if I don't know you, even if I barely know you, please let me know. We could brainstorm together what to talk about, what questions I could ask you, anything. I love connecting with people. Um, and I'm so glad that they had a great time. Um, I'm going to get into it in a minute, but watching how so I'm recording this on a Wednesday so the podcast aired yesterday and like Shannon's already told me that they've got like great responses about it and like they're even thinking of like doing their own podcast which is like so exciting and like it it just got me thinking that like because they were even like I don't know what to talk about like I'm kind of nervous about it and like I remember starting this and as well as my other handful of creative endeavors but this has been the one that stays because truthfully like I'm able to make this my own and like I'm not in my head of like a niche YouTube thing or something like I'm just trying to be genuine and I think that that's going far and everyone always said to be and I was like no I need to be in a niche I need to be perfect um but just doing what I want and what's genuine and true to me has been absolutely phenomenal so um it just kind of hit me that like while they were like trying to figure out what they wanted to do and stuff like that that I was like life's just too short so like on one hand I've been told a lot of things about life all right we all have but there was two points of advice I've gotten that have always felt opposites but I relate to both of them and it's such an interesting viewpoint that like okay on one hand life's too short make sure everyone knows that you love them make sure you're truthful and honest about everything make sure you live each day like if it was your last you were happy with it you know but then on the other point people have also said life's the longest journey we'll ever be on so make sure you're enjoying it you know so like on one hand like life feels too short to like sit at a desk for 40 hours a week or life feels too short to do this but then it's also like life feels too long to do things that you're not passionate about or life feels too long to keep around the wrong people you know so like I wrote it down. I'm going to reiterate a little bit of it. My bad. Um, after I, I end up getting too passionate and then missing my notes. Um, anyways, after last week's episode, um, Shannon really is looking into um, doing like their own podcast. And I'm so excited. And I was like, please, this is not the sponsored part. There will be a sponsored segment. And actually, this is the perfect time for the sponsored segment. About getting Anchor FM. And now that we're back from the sponsored segment. Um, like, I just... I held off doing things out of fear, out of fear of what if it isn't good enough? What if it's weird? Like, I remember, like, I YouTubed and vlogged for a little bit. And, like, one of my exes was like, you talk different on it. But it's like, you want to talk more excited when you're doing things and, like, when you're passionate about them. So, like, of course I'm going to talk different. But, like, he had made me, like, so insecure. I didn't want to do things for a while. And, like, I I broke up with him, what? Uh, a while ago. 2017, maybe? Whenever he went psycho. Um... But, so, like, I just, he had, like, ruined, like, all my ideas to be, like, creative. And then I was, like, I don't know if I want to do a YouTube video, like, a YouTube again. Like, I'm not into makeup. And, like, I'm a, I'm a creative and an adventurous person. I'm an accountant by business because it makes a lot of money and I'm very interested in it. But, like, otherwise, like, I just, I want more creative things. And, like, I was always worried to be made fun of. And, like, all my friends would poke fun at the vlogging or the whatever I was doing. And, like at that point it was about like makeup the last time I think I really dove into it and I was always like but someone else is always better than me this all I'm being is genuine and honest so no one is being me better than I'm being me there's no way 
So, like, I said, I, it got to a point that I was like, screw it. I'm talking about me. I'm being me. And again, like, I made this podcast originally and I, like, I spent, like, 10 minutes talking about different things. And I was like, I don't like this. It feels too much like a diary. Like, it's not real. It's, or it is real. It's just like, um, it's just like, it, it, it wasn't me. It was me, but it was like, I was trying to fill, like, quotas that I had created to myself. So for this, I'm genuine. I record episodes no real longer than, like, a week in advance, you know? Sometimes I'll record two, but, like, otherwise, like, you're hearing me as I am. And even, like, when Shannon was over, like, I told them, like, I was, like, I'm just going to record. And I was, like, if there's anything you say that, like, you regret saying, like, we all do that, I was, like, raise your hand and we'll flag it and I'll take it out. We didn't end up doing that, but I was, like, I kind of do a one-shot record, you know? Sometimes I even forget to stop it to put in my sponsors. Like... (laughs) Which is really exciting to even say. I've made a few cents so far. But, like, it's just exciting to talk about, like, actually getting something out of this. When I really, I signed up to do this for me. When I did beauty, YouTube, whatever, I was like, ooh, maybe I could get something out of this. And, like, this, I was like, no, I'm doing it for me. And I think that that's where it shifted. Like, this has become something I really enjoy doing. Um, It's become this consistent adventure. And, like, I look forward to recording every week something about me or hearing feedback like or just that people liked it or that they listened to it or that like I remember like I'd share it and I was like embarrassed to share it and now people are like no like please please like tell me more and so like I do and I'm even thinking about after this episode's done recording I'll make a little promo on like my real Instagram to see like not my real Instagram but like my like one that people from high school follow me on (laughs) and college that isn't like my private health anxiety one um not my private one, but the one I share with you guys, you know, the more genuine one, um, just to see if someone wants to be on it, if someone's, like, changes their way, like, people from high school follow me on this that, like, I haven't spoken to, but, or I speak through, like, through DMs, but, like, there's always a lot of, like, love and respect there, you know, so, like, people find their way back to each other through life, which is very interesting, like, especially because, like, I'm so different from who I was back then, and it's cool that people want to come along for this ride, and, like, we all see how we change and we grow up and all of this. And again, here's my new note. As we were mature, and I wrote actually mature, not the you're mature for your age that creepy men would say to you or the, oh, you have a lot of trauma, you're mature way. I realized I spent too much time on superficial connections, I wrote, um, that like this ties into life's too short to grin and bear what I don't like all the time. But then life is far too long to spend it around the people that are not going the way you are. Um, Like, I get it's good to have a diverse group of people around from everything. But, like, it's harmful when there's no growth. And it's been something I focus on a lot. That if there's no growth, um, it's almost like it's weird. Because, like, I've only ever had one falling out with a friend, um, like, in my adult life. And it's something that I've even started to think about, like, a bit. um, As, like, I'm cleaning up my closet and there's clothes from her in it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, Like, I almost, like, can't get rid of these. But it's, like, we'll never be in each other's lives again. Like, I won't allow it. Um, And it got to the point that there was just no growth in the relationship. And it ended up being an explosive end. But even now, like, I, I struggle with this thing I'm faced of, like, people in my life that, like, what if there's no growth? Like, how do I calculate this? Like, how do I decide? And I'm, like, I only view it as, like, if it's harmful to me, like, if I have to, like, pre- really, really prepare to see them or something like that. Like, Shannon and I talked about it last week. But, um, it's, 
life's too short to waste time not connecting and like I'm on Bumble BFF that's actually how I met Shannon like it's it's funny how to create how to like form all of these relationships and like how close we've become in the span of months like they haven't even been up here a year yet you know so like it just it's you'll never know until you try with literally everything and life's too short here's my new one life's too short to just not try like it just it is it's too short to not try and to wonder what if um like I'm not gonna turn this into like a motivational life-changing speech um but like they're always like oh like you'll always wonder about like what ifs and like it's true like just do it I've never been mad that I went for something that didn't work out because now I'm like oh I tried it I hated it you know so like just just do it just try the job try the hobby try the new friendship whatever like it's difficult and none of it's easy and even like I had wrote in my notes that like more around like growth and like people because I've been like focusing on like my bridesmaids like my inner circle like my kind of life that's going on right now and um like I know that I've been someone that some people may not be able to be around right now like if they're if they have health anxiety or like they're afraid of death like I might be someone difficult to be around um just because I get so anxious about it as of late or like some people definitely like I can tell get frustrated with me because I cancel plans um last minute because of my anxiety and like I know that I'm I must not be helping their growth if they like don't invite me or like don't want me to go somewhere but like then there's always the few that are like I'll like I'll always invite you like one of my friends invited me to her birthday party and she was literally like I know you're probably not gonna come and she's like don't feel bad but she's like I want you to know like I want you there um so like I want to invite you but she's like there's no pressure and like that's like the best thing to me like I can wake up and change my mind if I really need to so like it just, it means a lot when people are, like, it's okay, or, like, they check in, and sometimes it's, it's hard to manage, like, a friend group or a circle, so, like, I totally understand when people don't check in on me 24-7, I don't do the same with them, you know, so, like, it's finding a circle you can grow with, and that's, like, understanding, um, of what's presented to you, because as I settle in my relationship, and I plan to get married, it's very easy to focus on my household, and not really go further than that I'll admit it it's it's very hard like you're living with your best friend every day so then like other friends end up slipping the wayside and like it just it gets difficult and so I've been trying to take accountability for that and doing more but it definitely sucks that like all my friends live an hour plus away so there's there's that but it's respecting space it's a lot of people like I may not talk to them for weeks but then something good will happen or something bad will happen and they'll all be there and um I think that's the most important part um and like even I mentioned like not being invited somewhere or not checking in all the time and we all have to remember like about life being too short or too long whatever nothing none of this is personal if someone's still attacking you to be a personal attack they need to go they belonged in the trash last week they're already going rotten they need to go not everything is so personal um I used to take everything to heart when I wasn't invited somewhere when I wasn't able to do something like I would always take it so personal and now I'm like Sometimes it slips people's minds. Sometimes people have a lot of shit going on. It's not that personal. It's not personal. And we just, we gotta, we gotta move on, you know? So, um, that's that. And, yeah, I struggle to talk about this. So I'm gonna kind of like 
do a little divergence, um, whatever it means, a little break. Um, but I want to talk about, I was talking about like my inner circle and my family and like people checking in and like this life is too short was sparked mostly by Shannon. Um, and being like, I was honestly so excited for them that they really love this and they wanted to do it. You know, I get so nervous. They were the first person I interviewed. Like I didn't want to like say something wrong or do something wrong. Like, I'm so glad it worked out. And now I have two other friends that are interested in being on the podcast. Like, I'm so excited to make this a routine that comes on here. But it was also sparked by um, an almost really bad tragedy. And I hope I'm not going to cry. So this is about my dog. Um, Most of you know, I have two dogs that I love more than life itself. And Sirius, our blind German Shepherd, um, on Sunday... He, this, this has a happy ending, but I am going to tell it raw and truthfully because I feel like telling everyone it has a happy ending has voided out all of the awful trauma that has happened in the middle. So, um, this has mentions of almost pet loss, um, diarrhea. So yeah, that's, that's on you if you want to keep chilling. Um, but I'm going to make it as straightforward as possible. Um, so Sirius threw up, um, Sunday night. Um, he threw up his breakfast and we're like, okay, whatever. He does that. He's weird. Um, so we made him chicken. Um, he had diarrhea all night and then threw up the chicken undigested. Um, so we're like, okay, great. So I stayed home from work. I took him to the vet and they gave him an anti-nausea shot. And they're like, here's an anti-diarrhea pill that you need to give him in an hour. It's like, okay. So we go home. I'm chilling out with him. I literally had to sit on him and shove it down his throat and hold his mouth shut for him to take this pill. And he takes it. Fine. We're chilling. About an hour later, he comes up to me and his eyes are super puffy. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. I call the vet. I send them pictures. They say, nope, nothing to worry about because his eyes are kind of weird. They kind of lose hair sometimes, whatever. So he leaves me and he walks into the other room. And that's a very rare thing for him to like right now. He's like sitting at my feet. And I walk in there, and he's on the floor up against the couch, and I swear to God, I thought he was dead. So I go down the floor, and I'm checking his gums. They're getting pale. His eyes are swelling shut. Um, He's, like, lifeless. Like, I went to open the door, and he didn't even get up. Like, normally, he's the first one at the door. So I call John, and I'm like, John, like, I need you to come. Like, where are you? And John was like, oh, I'm, like, five minutes away from the house. And I was like, okay, like, there's something wrong with Sirius. So I was like, I'm going to hang up with you and tell the vet that he's coming in. So just be ready to take them. So John's like, okay. So I get on the floor and I'm like, serious, like you kind of smell. So I'm like looking around and um, I just get up and he lost control of his bowels, like all over his tail, everywhere. Like, and that's like one of the signs of like your body's shutting down. So I was like, oh my God. So I call John. I'm like, how far away are you? And so John comes home. Sirius doesn't even care. John puts him in the car and uh, he drives away. And I was like, I'm never going to see Sirius again. I was like, never. He's going to die. And that's it. Like he was, he was pretty much dead when John took him in the car. So I just keep John on the phone with me for the drive to the vet because I couldn't imagine how awful that just the silence, the deafening silence. And then I called my mom and I'm hysterically crying. And I'm like, John and I are just dealing with like depression in life. And I was like, I, I don't know what will happen if we lose this dog. Like this dog means so much to us. Like, he doesn't deserve to go out this way. Like, I was mad at the vets at first because I was like, they should have had me come in for the eyes. But in hindsight, I realized that his eyes are always weird. Um, But, like, screaming, crying, like, hyperventilating on the phone with my mom. And there was no update, no update. Like, 25 minutes go by and John calls. And they're like, they think they've got him stabilized. I had to give him some shots. And they're going to leave him in a kennel and check. But if by the time that they closed at, like, 5... 
Um, if he wasn't good, then we would have to go to um, an overnight um, ICU. So, fine. We're not really telling anyone. We had texted a few friends. But we just, we didn't know what to do. And by the time we got, I called the vet like an hour later and they said, he's stable. You can come get him. And the way the vet looked at me, I knew we had made it there with minutes to spare of his life. They all have smiles on their face. Um, one or two of them, I don't really, the text I didn't really like until this moment. One of them had like, always rubbed me the wrong way of how she like handled Sirius, but like, John was like, she got covered in his shit. Like, she picked him up. She carried him around. She was crying. Like, all of them did everything that they could and they saved his life. You know, it's not their fault that he's allergic to something. So, I got a really newfound respect. But the way they all just stood there and they looked at me and they, customers came in and they ignored them. They literally were just, like, looking at us and making sure that, like, we were okay. And that we were receiving all the information that they were telling us as far as his meds and everything and they were just really really great but the look on their face told me that we are lucky to be taking him home um so there's a lot of crying and it hit the 24 hour mark yesterday and john told me john is very sarah you're overreacting like you don't need to worry about all this shit um and they were like sarah i was convinced that we were never gonna get him back john thought that he was dead too um, so that was kind of validating to me and it was validating to my anxiety because when I looked at Sirius, I knew something was wrong and John was trying to say like, oh no, he's fine. Like, don't worry. And I was like, no. And it was this gut feeling that I couldn't shake and I couldn't reason with outside of the reasonable kind of anxiety. Like if you have anxiety or health anxiety or whatever sort of anxiety, like, you know, the anxiety feeling. And I just, I haven't had a gut feeling that something was wrong and have it be right in so long that it kind of gave me a a comparison almost so now as I woke up the next day from um serious it's recovery I felt like every check engine light on my body was on and I was able to reason through all of them I was like it doesn't feel like it did like I looked at serious and I immediately knew something was wrong um but like I even was telling my therapist like I was having like PTSD reactions I go in that room and I see him like on the floor so John and I are gonna rearrange the furniture like I just for 20 minutes, I had to live with the answers of not knowing what was going to happen to him. And no one else does. Aside from John and my mom. Like, <laughs> no one else does. Like, and people hear the happy ending and they're like, it's great. And, like, people will text me and be like, how serious? How's our boy? Like, blah, blah. And, like, it's great. And, like, it means a lot that people stop what they're doing to check in. But it does also suck that even, like, I was telling, like, my bosses and, like, I get it. They're worried about work. But, like, they're like, oh, so he's fine, right? And I'm like, no. I was like, he still does need medication for the next few days. But I was like, like, in my mind, like, I think about pet parents. And I maybe it's just a pet parent thing. But, like, I was like, how are you? You know, like, how am I? Like, I ask John all the time because I'm like, how are you? Like, we just went through something very traumatic. My therapist said, hopefully it won't last super long because it did have a good ending. But, like, as of right now... Everyone's worried about Sirius, as they should be, but, like, even for me, like, I wasn't even worried about me, and now I need to take the time to worry about me while he's on the mend, and he's the goodest little boy. So, it was one of those things that just, I kind of, it, it smacked me in the face of, like, I'm so glad, and even I was, um, the night before we had went to the beach and we had taken a bunch of pictures, I put them up on my Instagram, um, 
And we went in the car, and I was like, John, like, I don't have enough, like, good pictures of Willow and Sirius. And, like, we kind of had a back and forth that then turned into an argument. But neither here nor there. We got more pictures of the dogs. And I was like, I definitely was a bitch about it. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm so glad I was adamant about getting these other pictures. Because imagine if we couldn't take any more. And I was like, that's most of my life. Is like, imagine if we can't take any more. Imagine if we couldn't do any more. Um, so, life's too short. Take the extra picture. Um life's too long go do something you love you know like it was fun to get back out and take pictures when I haven't in so long um I'm just so excited I just got a lava lamp off Facebook and um I'm just staring at it sorry um so it just none of this is promised and we're all doing what we can and I think that's, like, the biggest takeaway I've taken from all of this is we're all doing the best we can. We all want to be doing something we love. No one wants to be miserable all the time. Like, life is too short to not do things you enjoy. And life is too long to not do things you enjoy. Like, it's just all... We need to spend time doing the things we enjoy. Of course, we have to make money. Of course, we have to do all this stuff, you know? Like, we all have to do what we need to do to survive. But we need to not forget that we also need to live um surviving and living are two very different things in my book um so that being said if this inspired you to make your own podcast use anchor fm um and if you ever want to be on this podcast please please hit me up i am currently messaging two of my friends and figuring out what questions they want to talk about i could start like making them up um for Shannon's, I just made a bunch of questions that were generic 20s questions. Um, if someone wants to be on to talk about their exploring like their own identity, whether it be their sexuality, their career, their um, their life, their growth, like that's a big thing. Mainly, um, big things I do want to touch on is just I like showing that everyone's doing something differently um, in our 20s and that there's no guidebook. People try and act like there's a guidebook. There's none. So, like, I would want to know, like, your name, your age, um, we could use a fake name if you want, um, name, age, where you're located, what your living situation is, and what you do for work or a student or anything like that. Um, just the basics to, for everyone to know kind of where you're coming from and where you, what you want to do or where you're going. Um, so, with that being said, as always, I hope you're doing well. And I-